I'm here about six weeks early. Normally this is after Sukkot and after Pesach. Lamaisa, if people ask for Chizik and want to go through more Shailas, that you can't really turn it down. And uh, Baruch Hashem, I think another ten of them came in the last minute or two, so we're going to have to wait till after Sukkot. We're going to take just a few now. I want to pick the ones that have to do with Inyane Tefillah, is this Nagea to the general Hadamo to to Elul? So, first one, if we have Bitachon that everything is for the best, why do we have to daven for things? That's a pretty general Shaila, but an important one. So, Kosh Baruch Hu was in the Rachamim of the uh, need for humans to be able to constantly be mechazek, the relationship with the Kosh Baruch Hu. The Kosh Baruch Hu made Xayra in the Bria. This is already a Rashi very early in Chumash, where the Pasuk says B'Ferish that Adam wasn't uh, born yet, created yet, and everything was ready in the Bria, but the grass didn't grow because Adam wasn't here to Davin. Everything else worked in the Bria, so why can't the grass grow? That's the Gezeris Elyon, that nothing really gets going until you daven for it. And the assumption that it worked yesterday doesn't help you for today or tomorrow, and you have to keep on davening, which is why we daven three times a day. That's a Chiddush, but it's Pashat that everything works that way. Kama vakama gemaras and chazals, that everything needs yat and constant and even when you're about to do something and you think it's all working out and everything came together, you still got to die. One of the riots they have after the last tumult, Shalom rebelled and they fought a Mohamma, then Adonio was having a Havamina that uh, he should be king. Why is the 12 year old brother become a king? Shalom See, at Tainas, David Amelech is dying and he's rebelling. So he underestimated David Amelech. Basheva came in, the Navi came in, they told him what was going on. And with every ounce of strength, he got up and he said, Put Shlomo Melech on my throne while I'm alive, which is normally not done. And that way the people will see that he's supposed to be king, and it's a, it's an Avua Minashamayim, and it's a Haftacha, and that's the way it's going to be. Nope. Sabah Hashem. David Melech got up, made the announcement, they're about to, before they put Shlomo Melech on the throne, so they have to bring him down to Meshilech. Anybody ever go there? When I uh, was there as a uh, teenager, your age, it was safer. At the bottom of Yushalayim, you have one of the toys in an Arab village. And they're less friendly than they were, or at least the Megala, that they're as unfriendly as they always were, whichever the case may be. But you go down there, you can actually walk through it. It's about a long cave, about knee-deep, the Meshulech. So you do Mashicha for a Melech, where it's a Simen Bracha for Hemshech, like a, like a spring. And they're about to bring him down to do the Mashiach there, to bring him back up the hill. Here, David is right in the next hill. And they're going to bring him back up. As all this is happening, Ben Ben Yayada, who's the Rosh Sanhedrin, starts davening and giving brachas, Kenyi Rutsin, he starts giving a whole tefillah. And the Medjur says, What is he davening for? It's happening now. It's not davening for the Asid. David Amel said, Take him, bring him down, do Mashiach, and bring him up. What can go wrong? And the uh, Medjur says, a lot can happen between where they were to the bottom of the hill back up, even though it's a 10-minute donkey ride. 
we don't think like that. We think uh, we want simonim and uh, we like doing things to give us the cheshek and the kayak to do it, but once it's already going, we're pretty secure. So, Kamash Malon, we daven three times a day, and we have all of Yom and Arayim to daven for everything that's going to happen during the year, and even though L'chaira, if it's Nigzer and Rosh Hashanah and Paskins and Yom Kippur, so it's a done deal. So it's all sealed, so what do we have to keep davening the rest of the year? So we shine and talk about this at length. Lamaisa, the bottom line is that you can't assume anything, and Schusim, we hope, uh, will be mainly for Elam Haba, and whatever Schusim you have to use here, you'll use, and it won't be taken away if you're using it for Ruchni years, but you've got to keep davening for Siat that's Klal number one. A lot of people don't realize it or heard this once, but don't internalize it. So Elul is uh, coming very quickly. And it's Azman Masugul for Tefillah. Moshe Rabbeinu goes up for the third time. We've got a Mechila for Klai, so that's why Elul starts in Elul. And Rosh Hashanah Kippur says, Mishu will speak for themselves. So number one, going back to Yeshiva. And anybody who's listening to this later, they're not going back to Yeshiva, but they're in Yeshiva with whatever they have in between their Sadarim, but they Tzadashav, everybody's got Dava three times a day, and the Tzilas have to be in a different Madrega, and it's for our own good there are parts of the Tzilas that we're doing for our own Bakoshis, personal things Baruch uh, gets a lot of mileage because that's about Panasa some people in various ages don't worry about that that's my, when Baruch told me that's my father's issue that's not, not really that's not really Pashat his father's making the money for you okay it's uh, certainly good at least to chip in and it is no gay to you all ages and most people focus on that for El and Yom Naram obviously besides all the things we're davening for Gashmias for Atzlacha and uh, Brias and Panasa uh, for Bentera especially Baruch and Yeshiva it's going you know, to focus on any Baruchas before you space out it's Atachainen you have the head and the ability to learn, understand what you're learning, explain it to your chavusa, and have the das to know the mahalach that you're taking, and you're being honest with yourself, and you're very Hashem, and that you know how to do tshuva, and you remember what you did wrong, and you know what to say in vidu, and what to add. That takes a lot of seichel, uh, takes uh, good memory, and you have to daven for that every single day, especially Yom Naram. And obviously, Hashivenu is the entire theme of Yom Naram. We're going to get back to that later. And Lamaisa, the answer to this question is Bitochen is something you have to all the time, that even when you dive in and you don't get the answer you want, Bitochen is that Hashem, of course, knows what's good for us. And the answer is yes, but not now, and you have to dive in more. Whatever other trigger and Zman is going to cause that, or the answer is no, it's not good for you, and you have to be makabal. That's Bitochen. That doesn't pot you from Tvila. So, it's an excellent question to begin with. I was happy to see just from this morning, earlier this morning, so the Medaktik in Tvila means to dive with Kavanah and find out what the halachas are and how to try to be Medaktik in these dinim. So, the next three will be a, a very small example of that. Is one allowed or supposed to answer Dvarn Shepikadusha, Kaddish Kadusha, if he hears a minion davening shachars after Chatzais? Somehow that question comes up a lot. Not sure why. 
um, you're standing around and somebody uh, coming back from a Hatzalah call, something like that. Uh, ten of them come back and they're formulating a minion. So Pasha says there's at least a half hour where it's more of an issue. Because even with the Evid, if you get down to Chatzais, Mincha, Gedele, and these stars, a half hour shows manias. So then you're not davening Shacharis, you're not davening Mincha. If they were davening Shacharis at 1.32, which is a separate problem, because by that time you daven two Minchas, but it doesn't make a difference. You have to be standing there, and it's Chazar Sashatz. So it's Chazar Sashatz. You can make the argument, I'm answering to the same brochas, but... To have a tila when it's neither zman is less pushit than the original shaila, which is not so pushit in the first place. So the other zmanim, if somebody b'diavit could daven in a rare situation after the zman, and there are ten of them, and they're daven tila b'tzib, but pashtis you could answer. Maybe this question is coming from uh, giving a hechsher temple. They're going to think that I do it. Uh, okay. It's not a marasayan issue. You happen to be answering amen, except for that uh, zman of the half hour. Which is uh, Pashas is a is a problem. Um, obviously, you understand uh, Beremes if you make the proper diukim. That and a few of the shaylas that came in here and the ones you just sent me were about people from one Masera hopping onto a different Masera. It's very clear that you have to be honest with yourself and you have to all things being equal, you keep them and hug him. And you find out what the best way to do any mitzvah is. And Dafka, when it comes to Tila, it's not just a din and hukhas Tila. Lachaira, let's mind the polig, it's a hider to daven nates. It's not that many in yeshivas, and most people don't do that. That's the Haschal Azazman. These are my demon limits. Everybody's my does. These are my demon limits after nates within half hour, an hour, two hours, three hours. After that, four hours. There's no machlekes about that. So, everybody should realize you're not undoing your minig, even if you have such a minig to daven very late. If you daven early, the Zaydim Baba and everybody else, the Darius Kameis, would certainly approve. There's no machlekes about that. The Shaila is, if it's not with the Maseira to be doing it later than is allowed in Shulchan Aruch, to stop, jump and say, uh, I see people doing it, they're very foolish, they are, and they're very choshev, which they are, that obviously has no place because we don't do that with any other din hop on their chumras. So you can't just do things like that when it's convenient. So that wachari is pashit, and um, it's so pashit, I wouldn't have brought it up, but it was asked in three different ways, the same shayla over here, so that's why I figured we'd, uh, we'd mention it. Uh, similar idea, is it appropriate to davin Plag Mincha Marv during the week. So, this is also a very clear sugya. The Gemara says that one of the rare cases of the Gemara so the sugya leaves it up to us, the Paskin, but you have to pick one Mahalach. So, there are four sheetas in Rishainim. Either, and everybody's made the one Mahalach your whole life. And that's the din. The next Tartar Asasri level down, this goes into negative territory, is in the same year. Then the same week, and then the same day. Very easy to remember. And that's in terms of l'chachila, b'dyevit, b'dyevit, extremely b'dyevit. In the same day, nobody matters. In the same week, in the same year, it's also a question of you're picking a shita, so pick a shita for duration of time, and obviously the way to do it is to pick a few lives. So is it appropriate if a person's doing that their whole life, or is making a conscious decision the rest of the life they're going to do it, and that's possible? 
then okay. If not, it's far from Pashit, except for the next Shailu, which was Ere Shabbos, who the Mishabur says over here, the Taiti Asasu, more make a with because the din in Tasefa Shabbos, Lamaisi, you're gaining extra Kedusha Shabbos, so we're make all that together with the that you couldn't get people twice, which today is not as no gaya. It's dangerous to walk out at night in the olden times. They had no streetlights. And to get people out, they generally woke up at Alois and went to sleep uh, when the sun went down because they didn't have electricity and they couldn't afford candles. So they had various coolers to do this. And there were kehillas in Europe because of that. The people just didn't want to be in the street when it was dark. And they talk a pick for the whole life plug. And there were killers that did it. Killers, I mean, the whole separate village with 50 families, and those villages were numbered in the tens of thousands dotting the map of Europe. Um, that's not necessarily the case today. So you got to figure out what's Yemesera, uh, and again, Lachatchila for the life, then at least within the year, and it starts slipping after that, so you have to, you have to figure that out. Again, the, it's not just for the diktuk l'halacha. It's uh, you want to make your tefillahs more powerful. Obviously, siyat deshmaya, the tefillah should be taken up uh, and lenaisik ministeris, taken up by the uh, malachim, or at least the malachim should not stop them. It's obviously a tremendous advantage to be doing it in the first place, saying the words right, having kavanah for the pashat in the words, and the zmanim are certainly going to help. Yes. Yes. That is the minig. Most people do not. Uh, Fifty years ago, forty years ago, in this country, thirty years ago, they used to have like a seven o'clock minion air Shabbos the whole summer. And that was it, and that's fine. They were fighting other battles. Baruch Hashem, Achshadera, Kulana Chachamim. We have Benetera, and they want more. And most shuls have either a plug early Shabbos or a regular Shabbos. People always ask me, do I make late Shabbos? I said, I hope never to make Shabbos late. It's not a good word to use. If I don't make late Shabbos. Uh, late davening is a shayla of missing Zman Tfila. Late Shabbos is a shayla of Nisuskilu. We don't want to do that. Uh, I said, I make Shabbos on time. You're asking me, is there an early Shabbos option? I don't normally make Shabbos early because I'd be happy to finish with all the shaylas and get them in on time. It's a struggle to say Ashrei. Somehow all the Syria shaylas come up an hour before Shabbos. So I make regular Shabbos. But we have a plug option. And then there is a, happens to be in the shul, a small window for a few weeks. There is a Zman. There are some people who still go to work, believe it or not. Actually go to work, not just in their house. And uh, they, the other one's too early, this one's too late. And so, per the Mishnah Bura, we allow it for a very, very small tkufa when it's uh, for 10 people or more, yes, to get there. But that's already a very small amount of people and a small tkufa. And the, yes, there is a hiddur, the answer. And the Mishnah Bura is putting together the fact that you're and it does have a Shabbos and the Tichitzibur aspect, and not a big reason that. So, yes, should you daven be Yechidis? I am very reluctant to tell people to daven be Yechidis in general because it can grow on you, not you. But there are people who once, you know, they train themselves. I had a, um, a Bacha come to me. That, that he told me this last week. He's not a Bacha, he's married already 10 years, but he said he had for 15 years from his bar mitzvah till he got married, he never missed a minion once. That was Gavaldic. Not once. Not once. He said he had some very interesting stories about that, but he never missed a minion. And one, once in a while it happens, and then Corona, he missed a couple, and then he got married, and sometimes uh, Chesed begins at home, and the baby's up. Okay. But 
you shouldn't let it grow on you. So to tell somebody to stay home, and then he's gonna once he's staying home, then he's gonna miss uh, this uh, this shayla and the, that varlocha and the chaver shaf. Uh, that's a little, a little dangerous. So I, I think it might be better for the other reasons to be samich and the mishabru over here. And it shouldn't be necessary. Most shuls have a plug mention. Have Shabbos. I think it's pretty pretty standard. Okay, so those are just a few of the uh, Tila Shailas. We um, had some more, some of them, whoever asked it, probably sitting here. If we have time, ask me privately. It's a little hard to address a couple of them. Barabim. Uh, we'll um, like to go into some uh, Elul and uh, Yom and Aram and Yonim for the Chizik. So if you had a question that can be addressed, Barabim, if we have time at the end, we will try to to get to it. I want to go back a little bit. We're leaving Av and we're going to El, and the uh, Kufas have a lot more in common than we think. We don't really associate the two. Av is Benazmanim, <laughs> and El is very serious. So we don't really uh, put the two together, as we'll uh, discuss right now. Uh, I think there's a couple of... Uh, Big Yisaitis that run through both of them. So let me start with um, with Av and Chorban, and then we'll discuss a little bit the uh, Takhanas that follow. Something I noticed this year, most people don't look in Sefer Yirmiya too much because it's very large, the words are very, very difficult, the themes are very difficult, and Lamaisa, if you want to understand Kinnis, as hopefully a few weeks ago everybody was focused on, if you don't know the basic storyline and Hashkaf is what was going on in the background, it's very hard to follow anything. So there are two things that are bailet that I think, you know, say, what does Yirmiya and his Avaid have to do with us? I think it's very nagay at us. Befrat to Bachram and the Avaida, but really to everyone. And that is, number one, if I would ask you how long did Yirmiyah Novi give his nevuahs that the Chorban is coming? So we see a kin here, a kin there. We know Yirmiyah was around before the Chorban and at the Chorban. We know he survived. The first thing you have to know, he stood up a rabbi in a very dangerous matzav. His rebbe was Safanya, the Rambam. And his Agdama gives you the entire Messiah from Meshra Benu to Chasim Satamud. It's important to know this. Most people, I hope everybody heard of Tsafanya. Tsafanya was the Gadladar and is responsible for everybody sitting here. And the Rambam says he's the one who gave over the Messiah to Yemi Anavi. So if you didn't know too much about Tsafanya, you now know. A lot. He's responsible for the Masera. He was the God is the Abbasin, besides being the Naviyadar. Gave it out to, over to Yirmiya at the time Yirmiya was there. Tzafanya was giving Navuas about the pending Horban in the shuls, which is never popular, but at least it's in shuls. Anybody coming to hear Musar is coming into the base measures. So it's not as dangerous. Hulda was giving to the Nashim somewhere else. When they were listening, they liked it, they didn't like it, but they weren't as dangerous, clearly. And Yemeo Anavi was given the task, which you look in the Pesukim, he keeps asking over and over again, just to understand, 
he doesn't feel he's up to it and uh, he was asked at a very young age and he was given the job to give the Musr in the Shuk so just, just describe in your mind the Shuk means he's in the middle of Grand Central Station he's in the Shuk where the people are coming to work and they're handling and they're buying and they're selling and they're running and, they're, and he gets up on uh, what they call a soapbox but he <laughs> Gets up and he starts telling them about all the Averis and tell them the Horbin is coming. So what was in not such a popular message in Shul and to the Nashim now became not only not popular but very dangerous physically. They started screaming at him, they started yelling and they started making fun of him. They started physically trying to harm him many, many times. So it sounds like, how do you survive this? How long did he die for? An hour? I don't know how long each day he died for, but he did it for 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> like, you know that, you go back to Kinnis now and <laughs> see what's going on. 40 years. He writes Eicha and they burn it. He's sentenced to die by the, the king's men and the, uh, the king, the last ones to go, was a tzaddik, the ones before were not. It was dangerous. That he's going to survive, but survive means just barely. It was quite frightening. To give you a new understanding of the godless of Yirmiyah Navi, that he was makabel. He was asking just to understand more. He wasn't complaining. That's a big difference between the two. And his tachas was to be in a matzav where he was the most hated person in Klai Yisrael. There were always chashuvei am who were makabed him and understood what he was doing. And um, Klai Yisrael forever uh, thankful that he took that uh, call a critical mass the Chashuvim who survived, you'll notice and if you didn't notice, when you go and learn it you go to Bovel you look at Daniel's description of Bovel you look at Ezra and Nechemi that coming back, there's something missing in all of God's Bovel that is very bilit in the last years and decades of their stay in Eitz Yisrael and that is, in Bovel no one was doing Avodazar before it happened because of what is our above all no one was doing it so how did that happen they finally listened the answer is is that anybody who survived was already from the Yiddish of Yiddish and they were sort of listening the whole time but if not completely because they still a Chorban but they learned their lesson and they didn't take it with them I know what you're thinking is Akasha what Asha against Gadil have to daven to get rid of the Yitzhah for what is our by Bayashani if no one was doing it for 70 years in bubble, it's a good kasha, I have a mahalach, but not for now. I'll let you all think of the answer, you'll, you'll send it in. Don't want to take any risks by Binyan Bayashani. But it wasn't a problem because Yermio came to understand that this is what's on a barrier to keep darshaning and talking and raising up those who are willing to listen. And all we need in Klai Yisrael is enough people, even if it's not the Rav, to be willing to be honest enough to improve and to carry on the Messiah. That's what the Chorban, it was a big tikkun, because the Chashuve Am ended up coming to Bovel and Shaz Bavli is from Bovel. Many fine people went back to Yitzhak and they had Gedele Tanam and Lamaisa. They ended up staying in Bovel for over a thousand years. So Yirmiyo, at the time for 40 years, is getting harassed. They were throwing things at him, they were trying to kill him, they were plotting against him. And he didn't fully understand why me and why is this my tachlis. But Gosh Baruch Hu, perik after perik, and saying, this is what you're created for. I'm going to protect you. You have the talent for this and you're it and you're doing it. Lesson number one is most people spend their entire year, much of their day, and a lot of their lifetime, unfortunately, 
having tainas, if not directly, but having tainas on somebody, but that really is Rahman a taina against the Baruch Hu, that I'm looking around Yeshiva, my Chavus is smarter than me, and he hops quicker, and he remembers more, he's more popular, and he's this, and that, all the other tainas. And uh, I'm missing some of these things, all of these things, and therefore that's my excuse. And they're not doing what they could be doing in their ruchnius and their learning because they feel it's coming to them. Because if they were given these ideas, uh, this family and this uh, talent, then they would rather uh, perform more, but not doing it because it wasn't given to them. So you can use some of that lataiva. The lesson over here is from Yermio is you take what you're given and you use it to the maximum that you can of Hashem. You don't spend your whole time complaining and looking at everybody else, why don't I have what he has? This sounds like push it, everybody knows that. But if you honestly over Elo look at what went wrong and why the Matzav Ruach and the Cheshek is not there as it should be, it's because deep down you think that, well, if I had what he had, I'd also be steiging, I'd also be a masmid, I'd also be doing chesed and have lots of friends. And so, but I don't, so it's not my fault. So, Yermio and many other tzaddikim, derideris, understood that they have to figure out what they have to work on, what they're naturally given. doesn't mean you give up in the other categories. But the complaint that I'm putter because I don't have A, B, C, D is push it not honest. It's very destructive. This is even more boilet. The next Godel in the Shalshelis HaKabalah is somebody, Savanya, maybe you heard of if you ever just looking over the names of the uh, Nevi'im of Tanakh. No, who is uh, Yirmiya's... Uh, you learned any any part of the Yemiya, who is this Talmud Muvik? Is the next Gadladar? I'll take a first name. Told you. <laughs> His name is Baruch. Baruch Paniria. Baruch, just to give you a context who he was, was the Rebbe of the next one, Shoshal Zagabala, who is Ezra. Ezra, you've heard of? Ezra is an Ezra Nechemia. So in between, we have Baruch. So. If you know what Ezra was, uh, Hedron says Ezra was such a gadol had the terror not been given to Meshach, Ben, it would have given, given to Ezra. That's what Amar Pecha he did. His Rebbe was Baruch, who was the Talmud of Yirmiyah. And Baruch not only a Talmud, but he suffered along with Yirmiyah for all the years, and he went to Gullus with him. First, they kidnapped both of them and took them to Mitzrayim after they were told in Avur not to go to Mitzrayim. And then Nebuchadnezzar followed them to Mitzrayim, and they were all killed out, but they were saved. And then he ends up going to Babel, and he's the Gullus of Babel. Ezra didn't come to Israel when he could, because Baruch was still alive. He's still about to learn from him. Just to give you an idea who Baruch was. So, Baruch worked his whole life besides his shtaking and his learning, and the whole Messiah went through him. He also was working on Nevoah. His Rebbe was a Navi, his Grand Rebbe, if you call it, was a Navi. And Nevoah is a Chelik, and Avodah Hashem. We have no Sheikhs too, but if you work on Kedusha and you work on everything else, the whole Messiah Sasharim, and you learn technique, then you get Nevoah. That's an unbelievable thing. And he worked on it his whole life, and he's waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and never came. And he was very down. You're working on something Kula Ruchnius. And it just doesn't work. 
So Baruch was well-deserving, and part of his, I don't want to say the word tiny, because he wasn't complaining, he just wanted to understand, should he keep doing it, should he not? If you ask for something a hundred times, should you, should you keep asking? Can you keep asking? It's never usher. Is it mutter to stop? We're not going to address that now. Maybe if Hannah would have stopped, he wouldn't have Shmulanavi. She had a right to stop after all those years. But she didn't. So Baruch is pushing, davening for it, and he's not receiving any nevuah. Again, we have no shaykh as this. says, he didn't receive a nevuah, but he finished Shas and Paiskim. He learned all of it and gave over the Messiah to Ezra. What could be bad? But if you're missing a chaylik in Ruchnius, and you feel it's because maybe you didn't steig enough, that's, uh, that should be a problem. So there's a perik in Yirmiya, an entire perik devoted to giving a nevuah to Yirmiya to tell his Talmud Baruch that you didn't get it, it's not a chisarin in you. If it was, a nevuah would have said, you have to fix something up. No chisarin. But it's not happening, so you can stop waiting for it. Now, mind you, Baruch didn't get this nevuah because his whole problem was he didn't get nevuah. And he wasn't going to get it. See, so he didn't get it. It was given to Yirmiya to give over to Baruch. But it's in print in Yirmiya. And then Baruch um, was Makabal and he went on to be the Gadladar and the Rebbe of Ezra HaSefer. Same Yisoyed, twice in one Sefer. And that is, it wasn't part of his plan and he thought, why shouldn't he be Zechad to Nevuah? Why shouldn't he be Zechad to this Madriga? And you can and should keep on trying if you get a Nevuah from a real Navi to tell you that it's not happening for whatever reason, then you can work on something else. Otherwise, it's Mashman from the Pasuk, he would have kept on pressing, and rightfully so. Derech Agav, why didn't he get it? There was no chisarun. So, if you look carefully in the Pesukim, it says he didn't get it because the Chorban is about to happen, and Nevoah is leaving Klai Yisrael, and it's going to leave forever for the next 2,000 years. It goes, it's on its way out, so we're not getting anybody else in, almost not accepting applications, Kaviyochel. Uh, for Nunavim, because whoever had it will still have Nevoah, and Yechazkel even had Nevoah but nothing new because Klaisel has gone the other direction, Klaisel is even though you would be, Klaisel is not. So it's a certain point when you're Makabal, and Meshra Benin went through the same thing. He kept davening, and he wants to go to Yisrael, and he kept davening. That's a lot of Tvilus. Until Akash Baruch Hu said, so to speak, stop davening. That means that the regular fallback position is you can't give up and the Ruchnius has to be important enough to keep on pushing and trying to figure out ways to improve things to get what you're, what you're looking for, what you should be looking for. I had a fellow who told me, he's retired now, he was telling me a Misa, I thought it was such a great muscle, the problem is not a muscle, it really happened. He said when he first uh, was in sales, as a young man, he had this uh, very aggressive mida, and he would call back the vendor, the seller of whatever product he's trying to buy. A very simple formula: he wanted to buy low and sell high, with some differential in between of pennies, dollars. He said he remembers he called back a friend of his, probably not his friend anymore. He called him back Belie Guzma hundreds of times, hundreds of times. And he kept on asking the same question in different words. Is he can't shave off five cents, ten cents per whatever he was buying? He can't. He can't do it for me. He kept, and it drove him to sugar. Apparently, the guy he was calling was just as crazy because he never, I, I would have told him, saves time. Why don't you just give him five cents? 
he would tell me, oh, no, no. Then he's going to call me back another 200 times and ask for another five cents. But such uh, iron willpower, such zrizus, mamish gavaldik, where does that come from? Especially Chazal promised us nothing wrong with trying to make upon us. Yeshlamana read some asayim. So where does this midah come that nobody's ever satisfied? And that we're willing to do anything to get what we think will make us happy. Why did Hashem create us like that? It's nothing but a problem. The answer is, is that Zulu Mazu, we're supposed to be in what's very important in life, and our Rukhni is things we can't give up on. We have to understand, yes, it makes a difference if you miss a tefillah, or if you don't say it on time, or if you miss a seder, or if you come 10 minutes late, or if you could learn another taste, it makes a big difference. And if you're willing to come back and ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu and beg for Rachamim, and do it hundreds and hundreds of times, and not give up, you'll eventually get it. And a lot of people hear that, and they say, that's kind of very heavy, and I'm not doing that my dragon, I'm not such a Zerus. That's why I brought you this Misa. It says, this guy is a from guy, but uh, I don't know what he does in his Tilas and his but when he wants a 5% discount, or he wants five pennies off the thing, he will turn over heaven and earth to get it. Nothing's going to stop him. Why is that? So I asked him, I said, that's a wonderful Misa. You can use it in amazing ways. He said, yeah, I probably can, and money's one of those places. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Make it a Panasa, but then use it in the other places also. And many people say, I, I can't do it. I'm not set up for it. You're set up for it, and you have to keep on doing it, even if you failed a hundred times, until Akash Baruch Hu tells you no. And if you have a Nevoah tonight, and Akash Baruch Hu told you, your putter, please come talk to me. Because I might have some uh, doubts on the uh, veracity of that uh, particular communication. <laughs> But Taladavrahu, that people understand you can do something over and over and over and over again until you succeed. And when it comes to Gashmiya, somehow that's fine because whatever excites you. So the trick is how to get us all excited about it. So that is, you would say, the disaster of Yermia having to spend 40 years getting harassed every day. And then there's a Horbin. The answer is the Horbin. The Horbin was a Tikkun because those who listened to him the 10, 20, 30%, whatever it was, got to Bovel, got rid of Avodazar, and ended up being Mamshech, Teresh, Bapen, and Maseira. And again, we're here today because of them. So Yirmiya succeeded, didn't fail. And he understood that himself. Just he had such love for Klayasol, he wanted everybody to succeed. So it was very painful to watch. That's step number one. Step number two, the same you said, and that is if you had to um, find one Nukudu. And what triggered Tishabov and Av and time of Avelis and all the Averas that went on. So you go back to Chet Hamaraglim. And there are two things that, again, are very bailit, which I think speak to everybody because people in this Adar, they say we're, we're stuck with uh, Gaiva, and then others argue, no, it's low self esteem, which is uh, part of Gaiva as well, even though that doesn't sound like. That's correct. I don't have enough time to explain that. But Gaiva is based on expectations of what you think are coming to you. Low self-esteem is, and why doesn't everybody else recognize my godless? So when they don't, you start feeling that maybe I'm not worth anything. Neither are true. You don't have anything coming to you. They don't have to recognize you're godless, and you're not here for a deep as a covet. But you have plenty to offer. And Anivus 
when it's supposed to be used is an incredible mida, when it's not true, and when you're proving anivis, when you're just trying to get out of doing something which you all of a sudden feel you're able to, and that's an achrayas, you get nervous. So this, this aspect and this mistake is the one thing that happened by Chetam Raglim, and there are two rise to this. First one, Chavz Chaim already brings this down. He has a long marocha on it. But when they were describing uh, so Chavetz Chaim brings down what was the mistake over here? We're going and the, they looked at us as grasshoppers. What do I have to say? We felt like grasshoppers. The answer is, if you feel small and in fact you can't accomplish, you're not going to accomplish. So there's a gaiva bikadusha to understand you have a lot of kalim, different than your chaverim, but you have the kalim and you got to use them. And praving anivis in this matzav is just going to Pata you from reaching godless and Yetzirah is fine that way. When they finally got the report, if you're going to learn once a furnace, you'll learn everyone because there are always one or two lines and they, and those two lines of a furnace are Kalatarakula. So this is, this is one of them. He goes on the Pasuk where Klai Yisrael leaves Rav Minyan Abinyan, heard the report, they were crying, became a Bechil Adairis, which became Tishabav and the whole theme of Avela Savav. HaKosh Baruch Hu hates us, so this is all set up to get us killed. So Fana is bavarning. Everybody agrees. You'd have to be out of your mind to say Hashem hates you. You'd say, maybe we want more Rachamim. Why would anybody say in Klaiso, Hashem hates us, Hashem set us up to bring us out to Midbar, get killed, what are the words mean? No one in Klaiso would say it. Doesn't Avriam wouldn't even say that. They kept saying, let's go back to Mitzrayim, but they had other agendas. Why would anybody say it? So Saferna answers, the Pashup shot over here is that they looked at themselves about the Avera. They felt a Memteshari to Mitzrayim. They did have Adazara, they had a lot of Averas, they had the Chaita Egel, and the other people were mislining him. They had a lot of Averas on their plate. And they never really got punished. They come, came out as of the Avadazara, and Hashem keeps doing this and the flows and giving them money. They couldn't understand. Why are we getting all this? So they're waiting and waiting. In English, we'd say the other shoe to drop. It says, why are we getting all this? We're Bali Avera. So when the Mahalman came back and said, we have uh, good news, delicious fruit, they're very large. The bad news is the people are even larger and we're all going to get killed. So then they realized that makes sense. Not that Hashem is out to get anybody. It's because we deserve it, because we're Rashaim. And we're waiting all these years. When are we going to get punished? Now it makes sense. Hashem took us out to punish us for all the Avarazar we did before. The only kasha they had is, why did Hashem to bring us out to the Midbar? It could have killed us in Mitzrayim. Which is a good kasha because the whole thing wasn't true. But they felt it's our fault. That sounds very firm, no? They're doing such shuva that uh, the Bachar came uh, to Navardak and by Musa said, he's already screaming, I'm a Gornish. And the mashkiach went over to him and says, excuse me, young man, you can't be a gornish yet, you just got here. You got to work on it. So they've been working on this the whole time, and the whole thing was wrong. He says, we're Rishayim, and therefore, we don't deserve any of this. That's where Elul comes in. One Bacha told me recently, uh, he thinks Elul is after Av, because it has to be after Ben Azmanim. 
That's not a good sign. I said, uh, Benazmanim has to be planned for. So I hope he was just being a little bit on Eva's dick. It's after Av, it's after a Chorban, it's after complaining that Hashem is setting us up to be killed because we deserve it and we're Risharim and we can't accomplish more. Only Kasha is, what does Hashem have to bring us here for? Kill us there. That whole thing is Chaz Atreif. Kosh wants us to succeed, gave us all the Kalim. Rule number one is stop looking at everybody else's Kalim, look at your own. Number two, look at somebody else's kalim when it's kinah seif and tarbachachma. You can learn what asmad is, and you can learn that it is actually possible to get up in the morning on time in yeshiva. The battle is fought the night before, by the way. Somebody who um, is now happily uh, married and at yeshiva 10 years, he said, it took me quite a few years to realize that I'm fighting a battle in the wrong place. He was trying to get up in the morning, and he didn't realize that the battle is fought the night before when you go to sleep which is Pashat, no? But nobody realized that. They go to sleep whenever they go to sleep, and then they're going to have Kivruah and get up in the morning. That might work, but then in case you haven't seen, then you have to go to sleep at breakfast and then take another nap in between the first Rabbi Kivega and the next uh, Mahalach and and that doesn't work. I say, if we're coming at the L, that's no, that you got to know, you want to fight a battle, know where the enemy is. He's not at 7 in the morning in the dorm. He's at 2 in the morning in the dorm. 7 in the morning, the battle's over. Just, that's a milta de pshita, but you could be many years like that and not realize that's what's going on. So they, Dar Midbar, many of them, felt, now nah, we were a sham already, we were sentenced before, we just didn't know when it was going to be chal, now it's chal. So there's no hope. Elul's after Av, because Elul's all about uh, the Yeshua that's created by us by making up our minds to do something about it and change something and the issue is given obviously by Kosh Baruch Hu, after we do something concrete with our tefillahs but more with our plan to change things and you have to know that you could do it you have to know that you have your own individual kaychas you have to know you can borrow kaychas from other people within reason if it's something for means you can look at something and take a main of it and work with it that's a positive thing To move into Elul. And we'll be Makatsar. So I saw somebody bring down a very interesting Kasha from Shlomo So we learned uh, quite a few prokim, at least what they talk about from Yirmiya. Mishlei, each Pusik, what two is a whole separate Parsha. So listen to. Three psukim, and here the kasha, it's well worth it because the teretz is uh, very important. So, talking about Lima Terra, how to be kind of chachma, ashrei adam matzah chachma, it's per gimel, pasigir gimel. Ashrei adam matzah chachma, adam yafik tuna. So, matzah chachma means you gotta go look for it and you gotta search for it. It doesn't come to you, it doesn't jump off the page. And, uh, if you're sitting in first seder or any seder for that matter and you're wondering why it's not getting absorbed the posture often it's not ma'akev, you can lean back for a minute if you think of a svara but if you're not a bit hunched over and focused you have to attack the sugya you can't wait till the sugya jumps out and somehow 
enters your mind. I was very impressed that Bachar told me that he's working on osmosis. I was impressed he knew the word. Osmosis is when something goes from one object to another, like just derech, very complicated scientific. But he wanted like the Tysus. He was even thinking, he wanted to put it under his pillow. Is that a zilzil? He says it's for a positive purpose, lishma, that during the night it'll soak into his head. It's also, it's also, and it's ridiculous. You have to attack it, <laughs> and it's not going to float into your head. With the tefillahs, begging the Kodesh Baruch Hu, with the Chachma and the Cheshik for that. So, the introduction, Ashri Adam Matzah Chachma Adam Yafik Tfuna. Now, the next two psukim are describing how Gavaldic and how important Teira is. Kitayv Sachra Mishar Kelsef. Doing business with learning, meaning trying to be kind of learning, is even more worthwhile, probably more exciting than trying to be kind of kesef. Umicharitz tvuasa, charitz is fine gold. So here, not the only pasuk in Tanakh, we have a comparison between Torah and gold and silver. Davin Melch uses it a lot. Then the next pasuk, this should sound more familiar. Yekarehi mibnim, mibninim, which is pearls, pasuk shot. So first, uh, let's just see the Rashi, and then we'll get to the Kasha. So Asha Adam Matzach Adam Yafik Tuna Shalaymi Chacham Ad Shaguri He Laitzimi Piv. So Rashi adds, you should have such a cheshek to run after Chachma that you learn it, you chazer it, you have it straight in your head, and Shaguri Be Piv. This is from Chazal. The Barta bomb has to be you're constantly icing in it, but it has to be Shinantam Venecha and it has to be Shonon and it has to be Shogar Bepiv. A lot of people think that's like a Madrega that's way out there. I, these are all from real conversations. I spend a lot of time speaking to Bacharim all throughout the year. And I hear this comment all the time, and it's, um, I'm happy they mention this, I can deal with it. And they say, uh, I'm trying to work on my asmada, and I'm trying to understand where the sugi is going. To have the sugi clear, like shogar beficha, to say it over? We thought that was like mamish. maybe one guy in this year. That's not true. So there'll be one guy who has it more clear, but shogar if you're not walking away, you have Baruch Hashem, a lot of time in yeshiva. You have a three, four hour seder and you're trying to understand a few hakiras and how it fits into the sugi and what shot and tesis is. If you don't take time to sum it up and say it over, so any experienced Rebbe knows when he calls the Talmud to say it over and he says, Rebbe, I know it, I just can't explain it. So that's, uh, how do you say, a nice way of uh, saying a lie without calling him a liar. Um, he's deluding himself, not a liar, I'm not trying to lie. Just that, I, I sort of got it. Uh, I can't really explain it. That's why we have chavrusas. You don't have to be called on a shir. If you can't explain it to your chavrusa, and the chavrusa should be active enough to try to slug it up, because if he's just uh, trying to get it via osmosis and it's going to float into his head, and he's not arguing with you, so you're not going to get it clear, he's not going to get it clear. It's not a nice way. You've got to be aggressive in that. And that's why Rashi out of all the midas of learning he says which means you got to walk away with something clear at least have clear what you don't have clear next so Rashi says there's a contrast over here between doing business for money gold and silver versus learning listen to 
This Rashi, whenever you make a deal with somebody, you're trading in face uh, a recorder for thirty dollars. So you're making a deal. You're doing some sort of chalipin. It's a Kenyan. It's not necessarily chalipin. It's a real Kenyan. Kenyan kesef. Paskas midaresa. But Ruven is making a deal with Shimon. Shimon is giving up something, and Ruven is giving up something. One guy's giving up money, and one guy's giving up the chayfes. They both walk away. I hope they're both happy. Not shy. The Gemara has a shara that the uh, seller is not always happy because then you sold personal items. You didn't buy things to sell. Today we're buying commodities that uh, might change. But Lamaisa, you're not walking away with the money and the chayfes. If you are, we have another name for you. It's called a ganav. So you're making a trade. Zui Darka Shal that's fine. Rashi says, Aval If you go over to your chaver and your chavusa and say, I know part of the sugya, maybe you know the other one, let's compare and try to figure it out together and help each other, which is our entire day and night in Yeshiva. So then everybody's a winner because you gave away something and you still have shot and tasis and he told you shot in the marsha. So you have a business deal, so to speak, in Ruchnius and learning, and you didn't lose anything, he didn't lose anything, you both gained. It's not called Revach. So Rashi says that's shot in the Pusik. The reason Taif Sachram is Kesef is because by a business deal, somebody's losing something, either the money or the Chayfetz. Here, everybody's gaining. You have to want to do that. You have to be looking, part of your own aliyah and ruchnius is the chesed within, this isn't kiruv, this is yechavusa, this is yechavr, and you both have different ways of thinking because everybody's different, and he can help you understand something, he can help him understand something, and you do it together, and you argue it out till you both have a better understanding and a shrug of the fifa. A lot of people don't think like that and uh, get a little nervous about the uh, turf and about their kinna, which becomes sinna, that, well, I, I finally got one tesis. I'm going to go over and tell him that tesis. I worked for 10 hours on this. I'm just going to tell it over to him? Just like that? I've heard people talk like that. That's more than modern. I said, well, if you have the clarity to say it over, that would be a good test to see if you're really clear. Um, if it helps him get into the sugya and then he can learn something up, it's called Revach. And if you teach something and you're doing most of the teaching, then you have to know uh, when it's helping your learning or not. But often it's a big source of Siyat If you're giving something over, you need something back from Yechavusa. That's the Machshkir's uh, job or the Rashiva's job to figure out what that balance is when they have the Chavusa tumult. That's the Rashi. So Shlomo Zalman wants to know as follows. He says, if you compare things in life, to have to be what we would say in English, apples to apples. You have to have some basis of comparison. So we used to read in these him and say, you compare learning to gold, silver, pearls. The first positive is not comparing it to gold and silver, it's comparing it to doing business. Doing business, you lose one thing. Learning, you don't lose anything, you gain. The next positive says it's more valuable than pearls. Pearls is, depending on the clam you get it from, and the place you find it, it's extremely, it could be more valuable than gold. And just like the Spitz, the Akarahi, it's mamish, more valuable than pearls. So Shlomo Zama says, more valuable than pearls. The pearls could be worth uh, $100 million. He says, there's no comparison. One's learning, one's Nitzchias, one's your whole Ruchni Yisrael, Averis Hashem, Talmud, Tariq, Kenegat, Kulam, and this is pearls. How does a Pesach compare the two? So Shlomo Zaman 
ask this, you'll say, well, we have a lot of psukim that compare the two, but here, the reason he's asking is Chazal have a drosha. And they daishin that it doesn't mean pearls. It means it's yakar, it's more valuable than mipnimim, somebody who goes lafnayu lafnim. Is that somebody, the kind gadol? So you have the ish, hamakudish b'yeser and klai yisrael, the gadol adar, who's going into the place that's the most makudish, the kashagadashim. On Yom Kippur, culmination of the entire Avaid of Roshana, Sarisimetchuva, the Olavaid of Yom Kippur, he's going into the Kashagadashim. All happening at the same time. Ish, that's the most makudish, to the Makamas, most makudish, and the Zman, that's most makudish. So if I would ask you, in terms of Ruchnius, in terms of the peak of a moment of Ruchnius, can't get better than that. And Shlomo Zalman says, the reason Chazal Daishin, what are they Daishining it? What's wrong with the Pasha Pshat of pearls? The answer is, bothering that pearls doesn't, there's no comparison. What, pearls? We're talking about Tamatari and Ruchni, is they talking about money? And it's not talking about money. Even if it's the kind Gadol, doing, the, we're not being Mazazel, Chazal Neavida. Doing the Avedah is supposed to be doing it at the most important time of the year, going to the most important place. Tamatari, you're sending the best Medjish on time, first Seder, next week. The first minute is Yakara from that whole matzah. Don't become Balgaiva. Become Balgaiva. I'm more important than Kaiba. It's not a question. He's doing his job, and there's a place for it and a time for it. The Aveda, the rest of the year, Siat Shmaya comes from the Aveda and the Chuva and the Tvila and the Akhtaris Akhtaris and the Kashikadashim. That's all what fuels the Hatzlacha. But the goal is. This passage is that the Avedis Hashem itself all year round, and specifically the Tamatari Kenegad Kulam, is more yucker than that triple Kedusha. It's a Peltic, and he says that's why Chazal Dashin. Otherwise, they would have left the word means pearls and leave it alone. Why you Dashin? And it says it's bothering them because the comparison is not a comparison. It's not apples and apples. The Ruchnis is Gashmis is eternal. This is uh, lost immediately and only less if you hold on to it. 100 years plus. There's no comparison. If you're going to walk at the L with one uh, shot, I think that uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman is a key because the Yitzhahara spends most of his time convincing us, whether you're 17, 20, 23, 33, 43, that the Aveda you do, and specifically the Manu, Matsuv, and Tamatera every moment, is very good and it's connected to Kulam, but uh, my learning is probably not connected to Kulam, and I'm not really that good at it anyway, and therefore uh, it's not that choshev. So the Yitzhahara is not going to tell us not to learn because B'nai Teir are not going to listen to that. I'll just say uh, you can learn, just not, it's not that important that you have to focus that much, you don't have to sweat, you don't have to constantly raise the bar. It's not that choshev. Shlomo Melch says it's more choshev than pearls, the Gashmi stick of pearls, certainly. It's even more choshev than the most choshev of the most choshev time of the year, if you do it consistently to the best of your ability. So, to sum it up, we have to think between now and Rosh Chedesh, which is um, Shabbos according to the Mekhilim Sunday. You can do true Arab Shabbos and beat the rush. But you have to walk in knowing your chashivas and understanding that you have a tremendous chus to shtayg yem evalayla, 
and for those listening to this and your parents and everybody else who doesn't do Yom Valayla, but whatever amount of time you have, that's Yom Valayla. But it has to be taken seriously that you're willing to call back a hundred times to squeeze out a little more. And if you're willing to do that for money, and that's fine if that's the way you're making a living, so do that for Ruchnius. And be proud of it. Understand this chashivas. Do it besimcha. And make sure it gets to your chaverim and chavusas as well. And then uh, if you do all that, you'll have tremendous hatzlacha and all the other things you do in tshuva from the biggest school is the learning and uh, barasi yitzahara, barasi teretavlin. And that's the only way really to edge out the yitzahara, so to speak. So it's... Um, a little bit muktum, uh, but it's not baltaisif to wish everybody exceedingly mutaiva. It's not much chedesh yet, but it is. And uh, you'll give me the reports, and I guess all the questions and everything we said today we'll discuss on sukkahs. Okay.